Hey folks, this is Sam Kennison, and you're listening to the one podcast that gets me up from the dead. It's Rock Strikes Ted! You understand that, you whore? Oh! <laughs> you can't make jokes about the dead, you fucking dicks. Welcome to Rock songs have a happy ending welcome to rock strikes 10 the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs no more no less my name is joey i want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com or if you're just listening to it on any other device or any other podcatcher if they have an option to put over the show leave a star rating and review and all that good stuff i'd really appreciate you doing that while you're there Alright, we did the uh, cold song opening, and I do mean cold at the top of the show. We did Tag, You're It, 
by, of course, my all-time favorite, Alice Cooper. You might be able to figure out what we're doing here just by that. Alice is the king of Halloween, always has been and always will be as far as I've been alive. So, yes, we are doing the Halloween episode. I'll give you guys a little behind the scenes here. I'm attempting to get everything wrapped up here with this decade retrospective coming up. Even though I've been doing the odds and ends and, uh, you know, the recently deceased, I haven't really gotten to the real meat of the end of the decade, but I am working on it currently. So I had no plans to do a Halloween episode. I honestly just didn't think anybody would care, plus uh, all the other shows are doing one, but I got a couple of individual messages and posts from some friends of the show. One longtime day one friend of the show, Todd Cunningham, who's always great. Uh, thanks for giving me that confidence booster into doing this Halloween episode. You and uh, a new confirmed listener, guy named Stacy Sullivan out in Adelaide, South Australia. That's, uh, as far as I know, my first confirmed listener and new friend from Australia. So that's super cool, man. Australia is an amazing rock hubbub. We'll talk more about Australia later, but thank you, Stacy, for sending that message. I guess thanks to the new miracle of Spotify and all these other things, he's able to listen to all of the Halloween episodes, and he said he listened to all of them. So because he said he's listening to all the Halloween episodes I used to do, and Todd Cunningham said, I'm curious what you're going to do this year. I am doing a Halloween episode, but I'm really going to make this one worth it and worth my time for sure. And besides those two excellent gentlemen, this episode is also dedicated to my CNJ Radio partner, Chris. Uh, we are in the midst of doing a big retrospective on the Last Theater podcast, recapping the entirety of the Halloween movie franchise. So this episode, while being the annual Rock Strikes 10 Halloween Spectacular, is also going to be a massive tie-in to the franchise of the Halloween film series. So, that being said, of course the kickoff song there, Alice Cooper's Tag You're It, from the underrated Zipper Catches Skin album has two direct references to the original Halloween movie. And of course, it's Alice's overall tribute to the modern slasher at that time. I know he was huge about it. And I remember seeing an interview with Alice saying that he would do his daily jog and then go through the video store area at some point. And if there was a horror movie, especially a new one or whatever, there was a new slasher or horror movie he hadn't seen yet, then it was a good night for him. He'd rent it and take it home, bring it back the next day, repeat the whole cycle. So he wrote this awesome tribute to the slasher with that song, Tagurit. Of course, referencing the uh, sewing needle in the ear, and also just, of course, at the very end, very on the nose about the original Halloween movie right there, talking about it, doing that commentary. So yes, every song here is going to tie into most movies from the Halloween franchise. Pretty much indirectly, just because I'm having a little extra fun with this on the show, gives me a reason to get excited about this episode. So I think you're going to like it, so hang out with me for the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour or so, depending on how long I yak. So we did that one going in a chronological order with the movie series, and we're, we're not doing theme songs except maybe with an exception or anything directly involved in any of these movies. It's just going to remind me of these movies. So that being said, cutting right to the crash here, our second song, and to reference Halloween 2, it's The Misfits with Halloween 2. Dreamers at the Tosnoos. Dreamers at the Tosnoos. 
there you go. An oldie, a punk rock classic. <laughs> I like saying oldie when it refers to a punk rock song. But that was Halloween 2 by The Misfits. I saw The Misfits live twice with the Michael Graves lineup, the American Psycho lineup. And the second time I saw them, they were doing more of a headline set. The first time I saw them, they were opening for Megadeth. Uh, so the second time I saw them was at this uh, club called Deep Elm Live, and they opened up on the PA with Halloween 2, doing a really great montage of classic horror movie moments and stuff like that, recognizing most of them, of course. I think one of the uh, better reactions was the Lionel Richie zombie and Dawn of the Dead taking a chunk out of that woman's shoulder. Uh, that always gets it's a great reaction. I think the head blowing off from Scanners was included, because how could you not? Alright, getting back to the Halloween franchise here. And once again, I, I do highly recommend you go to the Last Theater podcast that we do here at cnjradio.com. Check out our wrap-up of the entirety of the Halloween franchise. We will have covered every single one of them by the time Halloween hits. And of course, if you're not new to the show, if you're an old friend of The Last Theater, you know we've done this before with the Friday the 13th franchise as well. So while you're around, go back and check that out as well. It's really fun stuff. So moving on here, Halloween 3. The much maligned Halloween 3 upon its release, because they had, quote, killed off Michael Myers and they were going to serialize the franchise, which I'm definitely a fan of doing that. I think it, it it's good for the branding. I think they shouldn't have given up on it so quickly. I think people would have gone back uh, to the, you know, to the quote-unquote franchise, even if they had serialized it. And I like 3. It's cheesy as all get out. Very fun movie. And sometimes it's the one I really want to watch. So the subtitle of that movie was Season of the Witch. And really for no other tie-in to the uh, actual movie, that being its subtitle, I found out that they got that from a George Romero movie. Uh, so, and of course, a lot of rock and roll fans, when you hear the name Season of the Witch, you think of the great Donovan classic. Definitely an oldie, but a goodie for sure. A classic. One of my favorite songs ever, actually. But uh, I've played that on the show before, which it's obvious enough anyway. We don't like to go too obvious here on Rock Strikes 10. I have a couple of really great cover versions, so it was really hard to pick. One of them was by one of the great singers of all time, Terry Reed. And I think, well, I'll play that more in the future. Uh, pretty much the decision was made based on the kind of year this band is having. Uh, kind of in the midst of, I don't, I don't want to say a comeback, but I think definitely people are hearing their stuff more than they've had in a long time. Really just one song. Uh, this band Vanilla Fudge, who arguably, actually I wouldn't even say arguably, I'd say it's a fact, they have the best music cue in Tarantino's latest film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And to say that your band has the best music cue in the whole film is definitely saying something when it comes to a Tarantino film. I would say that everybody involved that might still be alive is very happy about this. And I was very happy to hear this band, Vanilla Fudge, in that movie. Vanilla Fudge is uh, probably the greatest cover band of all time uh, because pretty much all their albums are just covers. But they do them so well and they were able to take a new style of music, which at the time they were calling it psychedelic rock. But it really is like a proto-metal, kind of early heavy metal kind of thing. So I really dig pretty much all the covers they've ever done and very awesome to find out that they too had covered Donovan's Season of the Witch on their third album, Renaissance. So check it out. Representing Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, this is Vanilla Fudge with Season of the Witch.
Emerged in a liquid sea of love, shimmering rainbows and silver sky above a looking glass that reflects our past. Tied with seaweed all around, like willows, upside down, you caress my heart, caress my soul, surround my limbs, 
You laugh, you're loud, and hold my body fast. And we wake up and sit here thinking, thinking about the times we used to have, and know they're gone forever. We'll never learn. From their third album, Renaissance, from 1968, that was Season of the Witch by Vanilla Fudge, featuring, of course, Carmine Apice, Tim Bogert, Vince Martell, and Mark Stein. Hope you enjoyed that. They don't do anything really short, do they? But we love them for it. All right. Let's, we'll get back into something about half that length right now. With this one, couldn't really find anything great to represent Halloween 4, actually. Halloween 4, I'll do like little Reader's Digest notes on all these films in case you're curious. Uh, it was a return to form in the sense of the reaction and bad box office of Halloween 3. And then it was like, we want Michael Myers. Everybody's like, Michael Myers is dead. So they had to figure out a way to bring him back, of course. Which, by doing that really turned the character into something I didn't like, which was more of a mystical kind of figure that really, 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 really couldn't be killed. And I don't dig that. And uh, 
Sadly, though, uh, even that storyline is better than what they would go with later on in future films. Uh, but that being said, Halloween 4 is kind of fun in and of itself. So I'm going to represent that film with this song right here. Uh, one of the narratives about the Michael Myers character, or the shape, is that he's the OG boogeyman. And I don't know about you, but probably the last nightmares I ever had as a child were of the shape and him being the boogeyman and everything. So that's the, uh, you know, you might have uh, lived in a world, and I didn't, but you might have lived in a world where you had nightmares about the boogeyman and he didn't look anything like the shape. But that's only if you existed prior to 1978. And good for you if you did. You had the best music and movies. Uh, but it's always been the shape for me as far as the nightmare fuel that is uh, being chased by the boogeyman, even in slow motion. So... I uh, said all that to play this, and no, I'm not going to play I'm Your Boogeyman, which originally is originally is intended to be Boogeyman, as in dancing, as in disco dancing, that Casey and the Sunshine Band song. Of course, Rob Zombie would cover that song later on, but we're not going to play that either. We're going to play some Rob, but later on, of course. Uh, but here's a nice obscure album track here, off of the awesome rock and roll album by the great Motorhead. This is Boogeyman. Yeah. 
from the massively unappreciated rock and roll album by Motorhead. That was Boogeyman, and actually has to do with the Boogeyman, so had to play that one. Can't believe I haven't played that one on the show yet, so... But everything works out for a reason, because doing a show about the Halloween franchise of Michael Myers makes all the sense in the world, so yeah. Uh, Another one you probably might think I would play here on the show, and I'm definitely a fan of it. At this point, it's also a Halloween classic and oldie, which is Every Day is Halloween by Ministry, back before they were a metal band, back when they were still listening to nothing but Depeche Mode. Uh, But I'm not going to play that as much as I like it. But I did find something from around that era, also from Ministry, and it represents this next one really well. So Halloween 5 is called The Revenge of Michael Myers, after The Return, Part 4, and uh, not as good as 4, that's for sure. I'm doing quick versions of the reviews here. You gotta check out all the in-depth reviews we did on The Last Theater. I know I keep saying that, but it's a great time, and we're very proud of these episodes, so I recommend going to check out the Last Theater podcast. But yes, Halloween 5 was called The Revenge of Michael Myers, so since Ministry had that Halloween classic, doing that uh, kind of new wave kind of stuff, I found something from the same era. So here's Ministry with Revenge.
Alright, there you go. From the With Sympathy album, that was Revenge by Ministry. I think that had a really cool, creepy, horror movie score vibe to it, so that's another reason why I wanted to use it here on this episode, plus fitting the whole revenge motif, so dig it. I hope you like that one as well. And we played Alice Cooper on the top of the show here. I would definitely consider this guy a wayward son of Alice, much like Rob Zombie or Marilyn Manson. Uh, A guy who doesn't get enough press, but he is definitely a year-round, all-in Halloween kind of guy. So if that's your thing, then you definitely want to get down with Wednesday 13. Uh, You might know him from the Murder Dolls, uh, in addition to the solo stuff that he does. So keep an eye out for that guy if you're a Halloween guy. I really like his brand of shock rock. Even though I'm usually not a fan of what I call the witch vocals, I think he pulls it off pretty well, so I give him a pass. Uh, So yeah, he's a fun guy. And, you know, it's strictly all, like I said, horror, murders, and all that other stuff. So it's just good, clean, dark fun with Wednesday 13. And since Halloween 6 was called The Curse of Michael Myers, and it definitely is an apropos title right there, because this movie is terrible, the production was cursed, it's just a bad movie. Uh, so, so along those lines, fitting in Wednesday 13 right here with Curse of Me.
All right, there you go. From the Fang Bang record, that was Curse of Me by Wednesday 13. If you like that, go check out his stuff. He's got tons of solo albums out. He's been doing solo stuff for, like, a long time. Like, I didn't even realize that he was doing it prior to the Murder Dolls, but uh, ever since they are either on hiatus or broke up or whatever, I mean, he just pretty much puts out an album a year, I think, still. So, very prolific guy there, and a lot of fun. So, there you go. Wednesday 13, Curse of Me. So, I actually briefly mentioned that I saw the Misfits on the American Psycho Tour at Debellum Live in Dallas, but I didn't even think about this prior to this segment right here on the show, but I'm going to play you one of the bands that opened up that night, and that was an amazing show, and this band was no exception. Usually, you know, you're, you're gambling with your openers, but it was a solid opener right here, and it's one of two times that I saw this band. The other time was on the Warp Tour, and a super quality band, punk, hardcore, whatever you want to call them, but they get it freaking done, man. A uh, really cool band. H2O, and yeah you probably know why i'm playing them now because uh halloween part seven was officially called halloween h2o it was 20 years later they brought back jamie lee curtis it was a way better movie than most of the other ones that led up to that one and they pretty much wiped parts three through six so it did the job well so yeah they would still retcon it even further uh, into the series but if you're not familiar with all that then we'll be happy to catch you up on the last theater podcast going through this whole halloween series so check it out here until then check this one out badass song right here this is h2o and here's an even further tie-in with family tree
H2O with Family Tree. Another great reason to play that, not just because of the name H2O, but because of the title Family Tree right there, which is an obvious track if you're like a big fan of that band, but maybe not so obvious for other people, but also the fact that H2O, they actually still are going with the uh, whole Family Tree aspect. So everything has meaning here. I'm not quite going so deep like like what Jordan Peele does, and he's great at what he does. Uh, but I was very proud of myself for coming up with that. So that's my little Barry Horowitz, pat yourself on the back move right there. All right, that was for you, Pete. So after H2O, they lay a big egg with the one afterwards, Halloween Resurrection. It's a terrible movie, but it's a fun episode to listen to us rag on it on The Last Theater. <laughs> so go check it out. I'm trying to get a plug in every segment in case you haven't figured that one out. Uh, but of course, with a name like Resurrection, I've got my choice of pretty good songs here in my library. But I'm going to go with uh, this one right here from one of the greatest voices of all time, not just metal, but music, period. This is Rob Halford with Halford and the song Resurrection.
right, there you go. There's some heavy metal for you. From the album of the same name, that was Halford, or Rob Halford, if you will, with Resurrection. I believe that was the year 2000. Has to be. My brain does not say anything other than 2000 in my head. All those great metal albums that were coming out uh, on Sanctuary Metal is good stuff right there. All right. Mentioned Rob Zombie earlier. A couple of times, actually, I think. At one point, uh, they gave him the keys to the kingdom and told him, go do your Halloween movies. And he got to do two of them. And I'm going to tease for you out there. Some of you may not be as familiar with me. Even if you're a longtime friend of the show, you may not know my opinion about the two Rob Zombie Halloween films. Uh, So if you want to know, then go listen to The Last Theater Podcast. That is the most hardcore tease I'm going to give it. I think uh, it's at least, whether you agree or disagree with me, hopefully you will just find it entertaining. One thing I can tell you for sure is that I'm a fan of Rob Zombie's music, and uh, this is an interesting track because it really doesn't sound a whole lot like what you normally would think of musically from Rob. He's definitely like a, I think somebody called him death metal disco at one point. That's a pretty accurate description in a way almost. But Rob's definitely a big fan of, like he he loves 60s garage bubblegum pop. He loves rockabilly. He loves psychabilly. He loves punk rock music. Uh, He's a pretty decently all-encompassing guy. And he put out one of the great Halloween collections ever. And I like that he did it as kind of like, it wasn't anything he was making a whole lot of money off of. He was basically just saying, I'm sick of going to Halloween parties and all you hear is the Monster Mash. I never want to hear that song again. Uh, So he put out this really cool collection called Halloween Hoot Nanny. And I've used quite a few songs of this, you know, going through all of my Halloween shows that some of you have only just now discovered recently. And thank you once again. Uh, But I I think I've played this before, but it makes sense to play it again uh, to represent Rob Zombie's Halloween movies, and I'm doing a two-for-one kind of in a way here. Uh, So here's something off of the Halloween Hootenanny collection, and it's called Halloween, She Gets So Mean.
backed up there by the ghastly ones that was rob zombie with halloween and in parentheses she gets so mean and that's from the excellent halloween hoot nanny collection if you have a halloween party coming up then make sure you grab a copy of that or stream it or whatever you do but make sure that's a part of your Halloween party right there. And yeah, that just about does it here on the show. We do have one more song, but I think I'm going to go out the way we came in with a song and without me talking. So I usually plug all of the shows here on cnjradio.com, and I'll do it briefly, because this episode is really all about The Last Theater. So we've got every episode of Rock Strikes 10. We've got the flagship, the Wrestling House Show. We have the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions with Randy Brown, a true alternative. We have Talking Rock with myself and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And we've got I Am Vinyl with the great Pete LaRussa and myself from time to time. Uh, go check that out. Those are the, the last two or the two latest ventures here on cnjradio.com. But like I said, this episode's all about the last theater podcast, all the hard work Chris has been putting into it. So go check out these Halloween wrap-up shows if you so desire, or uh, check out his solo reviews, or our Friday the 13th franchise reviews. All super fun stuff for, uh, for my money. So yeah, we've got a lot of shows on CNJ Radio. Big things doing up here. So go check them all out. And thank you constantly. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who's been listening to all the shows, or just Rock Strikes 10. If you can hear my voice, then you're a friend of mine. Before I tell you what we're going to play at the end here... I do always want to give an extra special thanks to Pete LaRussa and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro we played on every episode. The outro will follow the last song here. Uh, so yes, go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband, purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. I hope I don't sound too rushed. I am doing this early in the morning, and I've got a big day today. Uh, but I wanted to throw a show out here for you guys with some sort of quality, definitely relying on the music to carry me on this one. But that being said, I still hope you liked it, and I hope this was a decent dedication out there for Todd Cunningham, Stacey Sullivan, and my CNJ radio partner Chris. All right, last song of the night before the awesome outro by Pete and Spacebeard. I've played this on the show too, but I figured this was a good representation of the latest Halloween movie, just called Halloween. It's a, a retcon, look it up, uh, where this is the straight-up sequel to the original Halloween from 1978. We are foregoing all the other movies in canon now at this point. There will be two more in back-to-back years starting next year, and I'm very happy about this. And I really and this one came out actually uh, as part of like a 40th anniversary celebration, uh, like right before 2018. Actually, Trent Reznor and his score partner Atticus Ross they put out their own interpretation of the original Halloween theme, to which I figured he was just putting it out there to be like, hey, you can use ours, or hey, we'll do the score for the new movie. Well, I'm actually glad at the end of the day they didn't use them, and even though I like this version, I didn't think they would get them, but they actually got, you know, John Carpenter to come back and do the score for the new movie. So hey, John Carpenter sets precedence, so you gotta have them, and I'm fine with that decision. I'm sure Trent and Atticus were as well, Maybe a little disappointed, obviously they were. But I do really love their interpretation of this theme here. So it's it's a classic theme, and uh, he made it his own as well, while sticking true to some of the things that we love about the original. So let me know what you think. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you guys on the next one. Have fun, and of course, happy, happy Halloween. <laughs>